From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. This is series five, and you are on Ayurveda and the good stuff. This episode could actually go into the Olympics of podcasting as the longest ever amount of time it took to complete a series. (laughs) But this episode is about some of the better things that we cultivate during a detox, your own or with someone else. However you begin a detox, starting with intention, is an important part of yoga and Ayurveda living, using intention as a structural support, sort of the blueprint of the process. Since really uncovering the gunas when I started Ayurveda, and I always use the gunas in consultations as a way of direction for diagnosis and treatment. Without them, it would be much harder to be clear about what is going on. But sattva, personally, I didn't really engage with, as it always seemed like I was climbing up a greased pole. (laughs) No wonder I never took it on board myself as a tool. Much of that time of my life, rajas rajas felt like it was ruling 95% of my personality. And it probably was. I was not only going through a lot of personal events, But also, I was changing how I worked, I was changing where I lived, and I've done that a good few times. So rajas is bound to arrive when we have life-altering events. Rajas is the disbursement of mental energy. It can be lack of focus. It's mainly movement of the mind. Tamas is the stagnancy of mind, and you know the days when our mind feels dull and lifeless. It can also be the stabilization force. And with that stabilization, it might be hard to shift. So that's the sense of dullness. Sattva is the stillness of mind, the balance between rajas and tamas. Sattva is just a complete sense of being present to all. I feel like it's that middle part of the hug, It's not the beginning and it's not the end. It's just the middle part of connection to your own natural rhythm. So now that I often seek sattva as a personal tool of balance, setting an intention to listen to what comes in the stillness of meditation really helps. And I find it especially helps when no stillness comes. Then you know you should really listen to what is dominating It's giving you a heads up that much of your activity for that day or that week could probably be filtered with that impression. For example, yeah, I know you love my my mad examples, but like imagine if someone had been annoying you and you hadn't really looked after that lingering annoyance. You hadn't cut the carrots hard enough or you didn't sweep the floor or clean the house enough. (laughs) That's what I used to do when I was annoyed. I'd go into a cleaning mode and then it would just all dissipate. 
I probably didn't look after the actual annoyance as well. That's a practice in itself. But anyway, that lingering essence of annoyance can filter our actions and thoughts for the day. And you may even distribute annoyance unknown to you, to other people. <laughs> it's gas, isn't it? Once you become aware of these effects of the emotions and the lingering, especially the lingering emotions, the ones that kind of hide out in the back door, they're the ones to watch out for because they filter into our life, into other people's lives, really. And it's the awareness of this effect from you that will suddenly make you realize the effect you have on others. And so it will make you want to engage. Sorry, it will make you want to engage with the lingering emotions as well because we want to leave a soft, gentle impression upon people. We don't want to leave, even if we're upset by their behavior, to still leave them with an understanding of what they have left with you, but not forceful. So how do you know you are in balance or sattva? I feel like it creeps in like a puma. You don't even know the wind has changed course and everything begins to feel easier. Everything in your mind is less sharp and less fractured, less painful. Yes, even in pain we can live with sattva. But I think that's for another episode. But I did do a really nice meditation on pain. I'll leave a link in the descriptions of this podcast so you can find it easily. Starting with intention of harmony or balance as the foundation of our exploration into reducing toxic elements from our body and mind gives us a go-to when we find we are unbalanced. Even a feeling unbalanced first thing getting out of bed, that's okay, it's normal. We have to remember sattva is a part of our mind's essence. The body can reflect this and still not feel 100%. Remember, balance is in every cell of our mind's personality, our brain, every space between the atoms or datu. Sattva is moving through your doshic balance and also through your imbalance. Everything you seek is now seeking you. Most of us begin a detox by stripping things away. With Yoga Ayurveda Living, we look at things a few days before, if not a week or two before we start, to work out our intention, our aim, and our commitment. The commitment I'm talking about is a commitment to uncover self-talk that is depleting, self-talk that is old or draining, self-talk self that steps into and probably stands in our way of change, of growth, of self-understanding and compassion. These three components of intention, aim, and commitment, whether we are detoxing or not, they're skills for doshic balance that I find invaluable. Then we come to this cool part, where we start to look at the food that enhances our life, foods that create balance, foods that we rely on, foods that are sattvic. From my own point of view as a therapist, but also my own experience, a sattvic diet 
isn't a diet that we can use in the modern world as a sustained practice. It can be restrictive and consistently reducing and can create imbalance of the doshas. I personally prefer to advocate for a sattvic diet as a short-term practice. And the aim of this practice is to cultivate personal sattva. But why? When sattva comes to the mind more easily, which takes practice like anything else, what we do daily becomes a part of our balance or further imbalance. When balance is dominating more, our mind is free from extraneous details. Our mind is free from trying to fight with the self about eating better or having those crisps. Our mind is not set on a roller coaster of self-doubt. It's no longer looking at its lack of trust because it trusts. It's not stressed out from caring for others because it knows that there's enough time in the day to do everything we need to do. And when we bring sattva in and let it be more available to us, what we find is we can expand our energy and still have free time to do things we love and to do things we need to do. Sattva is, or balance, or harmony, is really essential to create clear channels of communication between body and mind. And when we do that, it helps us listen to the requirements of the body and also remember <laughs> why not eating another biscuit or a cookie won't help us get to the aim and why we're practicing yoga for the third time this week when really we just want to sit down and put our legs up and watch something on Netflix. And it also will help remind us why we need to hydrate according to our doshas, and kapha needs less, and why we shouldn't eat after 7 p.m., why we may opt for short fasting as a way to increase our digestive power even though we're feeling really hungry. And remember, digestive power is known as agony, and we work on that through a detox no matter where you are. And especially one of the things I really like to use during a detox is not scrolling as much, not being on screen, and not even being on all the time, so that we can engage our own time better. And there are blips along the path of sattva without a doubt, and that's when the balance starts to be cultivated. One of the other ways that the path of sattva can go awry is using a sattvic diet for far too long. It will create an imbalance of our doshas, not listening to any red flags, the bells, the whistles that our body is trying to tell us for whatever reason. Perhaps we've got some pain in our body somewhere or we're disregarding comfort to become a certain shape. And this is an imbalance. And not taking all the nutrition required for balance. But there's millions of ways to become imbalanced. And that's why it's really important to have a good support system for yourself. Like doing it with a friend or doing it with a group. But a part of my ethos in Yoga Ayurveda living is to try to instill a compassionate field of awareness so that we create harmony in ourselves without rigidity. 
See, rigidity stops the energy flowing. It's, it's very restrictive and it stops engaging holistically. Compassion is a prime sattvic state, a prime harmonious state of well-being and balance. It enhances contentment in life. And isn't that what life really is in this world all about? Finding those moments of space to be content and happy in, however we are right now. And sometimes we do have to find contentment, even though we're very worried about something or other. We might be worried about our children. We might be worried about money. We might be worried about the pandemic. But there are little tiny moments of balance that we can appreciate and turn our eyes to. Worry only creates rajas. And worry creates fear, and fear creates tamas. So it's really important to allow ourselves, to give ourselves the freedom of harmony, give ourselves the freedom of sattva, to dominate in our mind more, remembering we have a choice to turn. Turn our eyes and look at the flowers a little bit better. Look at things that you love a little bit longer. Linger in that moment. And I do think, you know, it, it, initially often we do a detox to change our shape or to reduce our size. But I think when you're using yoga as one of the tools, generally it's to try and feel better so we're not fighting within ourselves, having our little battles. This idea of our body shape the idea of the perfect body is nothing more than an idealized figure that we were given from someone else's mind. It wasn't something that we, we were born with. It was an idea of culture. And some cultures look at bodies completely differently. But I do want everyone that does a detox to know that pre-detox, after-detox, no-detox, leave the detox, abandon everything. You, you really are perfect. Just how you are right now. If you can open your arms and expand into that trust that you are perfect. A sattvic diet is where we use foods that have clean energy. Ayurveda is a medicine but also a spiritual science based on respect for all beings, including animals. It means that Ayurveda and yoga promote promote <laughs> promote Ayurveda and yoga promote vegetarianism as a good way to bring in sattvic qualities. <laughs> Sorry. Ayurveda uses milk and the highly regarded use of ghee or clarified butter as our preferred cooking oil. Ghee increases our digestive fire, and it's made from unsalted organic butter, and is reduced down to make your own oil. I make my own ghee as a regular soothing practice of creating. It actually is a really nice thing to do. You need to try it to understand what I'm talking about. I don't know, I feel like it's... It's like affirming my own self-care routine a little bit more. But in the process of making ghee, 
it is to try and smile when you're doing it, to try and really enjoy the process, because you're actually giving and instilling this sensation into the food that you cook. If you've ever eaten from someone that's angry or grumpy or unhappy, you will know the food will taste of that bitterness, that sour sense, or the sweet intent of the chef. So to come into a little bit more about the food, most fruit and veg are sattvic, but fruit needs to be always eaten at least 30 minutes before any other food or 60 minutes after. So like if you've had your meal and then you have fruit, make sure and wait at least 30 minutes, if not 60 minutes to have fruit. Just so you're giving your digestion time to change the enzyme function. Different sources of savory and sweet or vice versa, the body needs time to readjust. Ayurveda can't impress enough how much it is in the modern world to eat organic when we can, to promote our own health, but also to continue to promote the health of biodiversity and healing for animal, insect life too. To do our best to allow each individual life to live as they were meant to, to the best of our ability. So as we start a detox, we have our intention, our aim, and keeping an eye out for self-talk that has no purpose but to keep our mind in its old, old frame. And then we begin this reduction therapy using a sattvic diet. And using the sattvic diet as an ideal, adding other food types as necessary. And when we're looking after our own detox from our own kitchen, living at home, doing our daily work and duties. It has to be an easy detox, simple food that won't tax you, and more than likely because you're supporting other people in the kitchen too. So I wouldn't expect everyone in the house to be on a detox, but that we can organize things so that it makes it easier for the person that's chosen a detox. I prefer to have a detox in the autumn to be supportive for my digestive power and to help me to clear clutter from my mind. If our digestive power is working well, that can, then we can really attend to enhancing the sattvic qualities of our mind. So if we dominate our food sources to one guna or another, I'm sure you'll work out what will happen. The more we eat sattvic foods, the more we gain sattva, the more rajasic foods we gain rajas, and tamasic foods beget tamas. For diet awareness, I'd like to remind myself as well as everyone else that eating what is available where you live is a sattvic practice. And better yet, if you can get it organic or as natural as possible, I'm thinking like farmer's markets or it's a job because most of it would be seasonal there, so you don't really have to kind of decide. And plus you're, you're helping the local economy. But if you see a mango in there somewhere, or a banana, you must be on a holiday or living in the med, <laughs> because looking at our diet through Ayurveda, we're trying to do our best in a whole holistic view, making conscious choices for the betterment of our world too. Now to the nitty-gritty Sattvic foods are neutral, calm, content-making. Things like dates, pears, coconuts and figs, sweet potatoes, sprouts, leafy greens, crujettes and yellow squashes. 
rice, quinoa, barley. Mung dal. I really like mung dal and I use it an awful lot. It's the yellow small pips. But it's very hard to get it organic. But you can get organic mung beans and organic red lentils. They're sattvic too, although the red lentils can tend to upset the boat a bit for a pitta out of balance. But there are antidotes for that. What else is sattvic? Almonds, sesame seeds, saffron, cardamom, coriander, fennel, cumin, jaggery, raw honey, and herbal teas like licorice or brahmi or holy basil. Oh, and of course, fresh milk products that I think I covered. We're talking like fresh whole milk that hasn't gone through any rigorous, rigorous processes, mainly because the milk itself has enzymes that will help a human digest it better. So as you hear, a sattvic diet, well, it's sort of limited, and you can probably imagine exactly how good that would be for a body short-term. But long-term sounds quite limited. So then we turn to rajasic foods, which are enlivening and can create some disruption or excitement internally through the body. That means more either space or more fire. And so we keep a balanced approach to the sattvic foods and rajasic foods. A, modern, uh, a moderate amount of rajas like cauliflower, broccoli, spinach, winter squashes, pickles, potatoes, nightshades, millet and buckwheat, brown lentils, kidney beans, ajuki beans. I'm always promoting them because they tend to tonify the kidneys. And in small parts, black or pinto beans. Most nuts, but not peanuts, are rajasic. And the spices of curry or chili or cayenne and black pepper, you see how they're all a little bit fiery. That's the rajas creating the disturbance. So that means that tamasic foods are stabilizing, but they also create inertia or a dulling when overused. So these are the foods that we will use the, the least in any detox that you go for. And remember that this is just an Ayurvedic view. The tamasic foods are avocado, watermelon, plums, but any fruit is more sattvic than all other foods, but these three fruits actually have more tamasic energy. And the vegetables would be mushrooms, garlic, onions, pumpkins. And the tamasic grains are wheat, but there's no surprise there. Brown rice, because of its heaviness. Beans, like overusing black beans, pinto beans. Trying to make sure that all of our produce is quite fresh, so that we're not getting anything rancid. The last of the tamasic foods are jalapeno peppers, nutmeg, molasses, and stevia, kind of those old sweeteners. So we all have a lot to chew on here at this point. I did just want to end with turmeric is a big win-win. Uh, for someone with pitta out of balance or a very strong pitta digestion, it might give them a bit of bother. But for most of us, who hold kapha or vata within us, the warming energy of turmeric. Its benefits to their digestive power are pretty big, but it also cleanses the blood and the lymph system, and it helps increase our digestive fire, regulates blood sugar, balances your menstrual cycle, 
and I swear by it for wounds, bites, scratches, and I also take it internally twice a day with other spices, helping to balance and clean out the stagnancy of my blood from kapha and the vata digestion. So that's it for now, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this one on The Good Stuff. I look forward to chatting to all of you in the next episode. Here you will find Monday's meditations, Tuesday's episodic series, Friday's relaxations, interviews with very cool people. There's spiels from Kelly, that's me, on bits that she forgot to say, very normal, or has to say. And Kelly's own are surprise bits and things that you need to know. If you want to help, the best thing to do is download the episodes, subscribe, follow, rate, review, all help. Thank you to everyone listening, and let me know if you received anything from this that helped you. I thank the Vidyas who have opened my mind and helped me to bring this information to a wider, loving audience. But for now, I look forward to chatting to you in the next episode.